Bung bung. ClayMcMathComedy.com. We've got a bunch of dates available on the website right now. Um, get to the website, ClayMcMathComedy.com. Get your tickets to any of my shows that are coming up and buy merch to support me as a comedian, to support us as a podcast. Just buy the merch. It fits well. It feels nice. It's butter soft. I mean, room temperature, butter soft. So you want to wear these. Um, you're swagged out. There's nothing. There's... There's, there's nothing better than Welcome to the Party merch, uh, honestly. I wouldn't be buying any other brands other than what we're putting out there because not only does it look good, but it also feels so soft on my body. Welcome to the Party is brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee. I mean, look, this is, this is a special kind of coffee. Have you ever been looking for a parking spot? And all the parking spots just look too small for your car and you don't even drive a big car. You drive like a, a mid-size um, sedan and you're like, well, I'm not going to fit in there. If you drink some Bung Bung Coffee, you're going to slide right in that spot. Now, am I saying that Bung Bung Coffee is going to change, you know, physics and the and the difference between space and time? Uh, no. But I'm going to say that your focus is going to really step up and you're going to be able to fit right in there with plenty of space to open the door even if you're six foot seven and you've got, a, and you've got bad knees so you, you're not even that nimble when you get out of the car. If you are that type of man, woman or indifferent, Bung Bung Coffee is going to help you park your car. What? What, what other product offers that type of convenience? BungBungCoffee.com if you want to get your car into parking spaces that seem too tight. BungBungCoffee.com Enter promo code POTTY, that's P-O-D-D-Y, promo code P-O-D-D-Y for 15% off all orders because you listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast. BungBungCoffee.com, that's B-U-N-G-B-U-N-G-Coffee.com. Let's start the show. Welcome to Welcome to the Potty, best show on the internet, ask anybody. You know it's easy money, sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party, blackout in the booth, every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby, tell a friend to tell a friend, this is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party, bung bung, it's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the Captain, the Waltzing Matilda of podcasting because oh my god did you see those Matildas in that penalty shootout good lord now that was dude I, I admittedly I didn't watch the whole game I turned on the TV because I wanted to watch the footy um, the AFL football and that wasn't on the cards not that night um, that game went into extra time they played about 120 minutes an extra 30 minutes that's an extra Almost an extra half of football. Still no score. And then they went and did a penalty shootout. And boy, was my heart racing. And boy, was my emotions flooding through my body. I was getting emotional. Every time we kicked one, every time we saved one, I was like, yeah. God, it felt good, man. Man, patriotism. That's what it felt like, man. Made me want to just... You know, join 
a, a hate group, dude. I felt so patriotic, man. It was, it was beautiful. They get up there and they're so serious, looking at the ball, looking at the goalie. Serious. They get up there and they just. One of them, one of them did a little stutter step, you know, like fake, fake out. I didn't even think that was allowed, bro. You know, there's rules. There's rules to this, to this pimp game, and you know, it's, you know, we're really talking. We're talking more about soccer than the pimp game, but man, I yeah, I was, I was out there just really, really feeling it for my country, man. I I almost joined the military straight after that. I was like, sign me up. I was about to. I was about to sign up and just get right on to the artillery, baby. I was fucking, man, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. Man, I forgave everybody. I was like, Gina Reinhardt, bro, I love you, baby. You know, I didn't care. I was feeling it, dude. Shout out to the Matildas, you know, Sam Kerr. I forget the name of everybody else, okay, but. The young girl, the 10th penalty kicker, dude. She came through. Wow. Shot a bullet in there and she won the game. She wasn't even, bro, you're only supposed to have five penalty kickers. And it was just like tie, 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 tie. And this young girl who wasn't even, she wouldn't even, even in her mind, she wasn't even thinking like, I'm going to have to kick a penalty tonight. And then she kicked the winning, the winning penalty. Bro, I wanted to cry, dude. I was just like. This is the moment. This is what you've been waiting for. Man. Remember when you you were out in the in the backyard shooting hoops and you're like three, two, one. That was what that was she lived that. She got to live that, man. Good for her, man. Oh, man, she'd be riding high. I know they didn't win the World Cup or anything yet. That was the quarterfinals, so now they're in the semis, and then they'll, then they'll hopefully go to the, the World Cup game, dude, and win that. Go Australia, man. That's what I love. That is what I love about sport, man. I was just, oh, I wanted to cry, dude. Dude, I'm such a pussy in my old age. I know I'm only, I'm only uh, what is it, 32? 33 maybe I can't remember but I'm getting old and I'm getting soft bro and I wanted to cry watching that man because I was just like this is there's like millions of people watching this and they're not they're not watching it in the background as they plot a terrorism attack you know people are just watching this in the moment happy or sad for their countries or indifferent so maybe yeah maybe Maybe I've just completely gone against what I said and maybe the indifferent people could be plotting a terrorist attack while watching the Tillies in the background. But, dude, the Australians watching that were all just on the same page. Vaxxed, non-vaxxed, indigenous, non-indigenous, rich, poor. You watch the Matildas and you're like, go Matildas, man. And that that is a beautiful thing. Even though we're all separate at the time, we're all together in that moment. In that in that 90, 120, 100 and 
40 minutes of football, we are all on the same page. It's not like the Crows versus Carlton, bro, where, you know, few people go for this team, few people go for this team, and then everybody else goes for other teams. It's the whole country has to go for Australia, bro, you know? Unless you're an expat, you know, you could be Croatian or whatever, French. But this, what a moment, man. And that's the power of sport. And people, why do athletes get paid so much? Like, what are they adding to the? What are they adding to society? They're stopping terrorist attacks, bro, every day. Especially, especially when you're playing for your country, bro. Everyone is in the moment watching that, not planning terrorist attacks, bro. They are there just figuring out the rules of soccer, like. Like, is the goalie, the goalie's off the line. What does that mean? And that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. No buildings are going down in that moment, and that's a guarantee. And that's why sports deserve money, man, especially the men. <laughs> Shit, it's been a week, man. It's been a week. Me and Boardman, obviously Boardman's not here today. Um, he's on annual leave, so shout out to him. But uh, this week, we man, we went we went and saw the movie we were supposed to review this week, uh, but that'll be next week now. So I still watched some some BS this week that I'll, I'll go through, but I won't go through it in in too much detail. Um, we'll get out we'll get out of here pretty quickly tonight, but man. Um, Rach and I, uh, we went to the Adelaide Symphony Orchestra, bruh. They were playing some jams, baby. And you're like, jams? What the F are you talking about, Clay? We went to see them play the scores from films that Hans Zimmer scored. Films such as Inception, Interstellar, um... The Da Vinci Code, I think. Lion King. Yes. Yes. He worked on Lion King. Yes. The OG Lion King, by the way. Um, what else did he do? Man, he's done some bangers. Batman, obviously. He works with Nolan a fair bit. He didn't on Oppenheimer, unfortunately, but uh, the dude that did the uh, Childish Gambino album did the Oppenheimer. That was, that was, Oppenheimer was flames, bro, but we'll get, we'll get to it. And no, um, you know, no pun intended with flames, but, um, yeah, that was dope. Cause like, I don't, I'm not into orchestra heaps, man. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm cultured, bro, but not that cultured, you know, I'll eat a snail, but I don't want to hear a nigga on the tuba. You feel me? So, um, it was dope though. Cause it like, it, it, because Rach is hell artsy. She's into art. She wants to go to the art gallery. She wants to go to the orchestra. She wants to go to theater, dude. Theater plays, like amateur. And I'm not into it. And I, and then we saw this and it's like a bit of this, bit of clay, movies, Hans Zimmer, bit of Rach, orchestra, bang, intertwined, perfect date. So we went and did that. That was, that was so fun. It was also short. It was quick. One hour in out. They're not. They're not. We're gonna do three hours of classical music to um, appease our own egos and and 
and all of you people in the crowd can pretend that you care for it as if you are a true patron of the arts. Get the fuck out of here, bro. It's not like that. No one. Hey, you can love classical music all you want, but you're pretty happy to be out in one hour, bro. And we did. We got out of there. And, um, man, it was nice. It was cool. It was a beautiful. It was in town hall in in Adelaide. I'd never even been in there before. And that was a beautiful venue. Beautiful. It was by candlelight. Man, it was all just, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. Um, and then Rach went away after that for the weekend. So it was just me. It was just me on the weekend. And we went over this last episode. You know what happens. You know what happens, bruh. If it's just me, I'm going to get piggy with it, bruh. <laughs> it is going to be so serious, bruh. So sincere. I'm getting piggy with it, baby. I'm when Rach is out of town, bro, I go nuts. I can't even remember what I ate that weekend, but I went silly because I went to the movies with Boardman to go see Oppenheimer. Um, and I'll tell you about those snacks when we when we break down that movie next week. Um, but I went home from there. I went home from there and I went to KFC. I went to KFC, I ate it, and I went outside, and I put it straight in the uh, in the bin outside. I hid it. So I was shamed. I, I, I was filled with shame. And that's and you should be. You should be when you do that. So I tried to hide that from her, and I can't remember what else I ate that weekend, but I went for it again, dude. Every time she's gone, every time she's gone, I get crazy, man. Crazy on the food. But it's so fun. But also, you know, she went with Kenny. So I've got time. What did I do the next day? Got on the bike. Banged out a workout on the bike. Sweating. And man, my sweat was itchy, dude. Because I didn't sweat for a long time. So I'm sweating out all types of, you know, I'm sweating out beers and um, fried chickens and cheeseburgers, Biscoff. You know, I'm going crazy. So... It was good, though, to get back on the bike, man. Have I since? No. No, Kenny's back, man, and he's he's busy. He is busy, dude. So if you think I've got enough time, bro, guys that go to the gym when they've got kids, bad dads, I can tell you that much because there's not enough time. There's not enough time for you to do it. There's not. Unless you've got someone, unless you go to a gym with a crash then, well, must be nice, brother. You you really cash in checks like that. Well done. But me, I, I can't I can't go to next gen, dude. That's you can that's too much money for me. So yeah. Yeah. If you're going you're you're still going to the gym with a kid, okay. You're a bad dad, bro. And hey, I'm I welcome the I welcome the uh the emails. You send them you send them right to me, dude. I'm telling you right now, you're a bad dad. Sorry to, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, bro, but yeah, bad dad. Rage's car, Rage's car got all messed up. Not all messed up. I don't want to get into the intricacies of it because it's not interesting. We sent it to the thing, to the repairer. They don't know what's going on. I do. I'm not a mechanic or auto electrician, but I know, okay, which is really frustrating. Do I know how to fix it? No, but I know that what they're saying is a problem. It ain't, 
So that's pretty frustrating. And so I had to take the car to the service or repair or whatever you want to call it. And I got a taxi home. And I'm in this taxi, Australian guy driving. And first off, the way he said my name, he gets out of the cab, right? Because I put my arm up, he gets out and he goes, are you um, Calabrian McMath? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, uh, is it just me or is that the most Scottish name I've ever heard? I was like, I don't know. I don't really know the origins of it, you know, uh, African-American. So probably not Scottish. That's what I said. You know, he's like, oh, okay. He turns up the radio. What's playing? What? What's playing, you ask? It's like a sermon from a church, an American church. And this person is like the most far right shit I've ever heard. They're like... If you're not vaccinated, if you know, sorry, I was going full Australian just then. He's like, if you're not vaccinated and you're saying that people should get vaccinated, that's not love. Love is loving the vaccinated as much as the unvaccinated, but also the vaccinated are weak. And everyone's like, he's like, woke people are so stupid. Trans ain't real. Right? I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck is going on? The right to the Second Amendment is our right. They're trying to take our goods. And I was like, what am I listening to, bro? This is, and this dude has got it pumped up as if he's listening to freaking Limp Biscuit, you know? The hot dog flavored water, you know? Chocolate starfish. It was nuts. It was mad uncomfortable, bro. You and you get it, right? When a guy asks you what your nickname means, he's basically like, "So you're a black guy, and your nickname sounds why? What's up with that, right?" That's pretty much what he said to me. And then he played me that shit on, you know, on fucking repeat or whatever for the whole ride home. So that was scary. And I've got, luckily I had Kenny with me because like, I guess he gave, Kenny gives me clout in the white community. So that, um, that really helped me out. But man, that was, that was fucking, I've been in, I went through a really racist situation in Nebraska when I was about, I think I was 17 and that was a less racist situation than this taxi ride, bro. And yeah, no one called me the N word, but I wish they had of, cause that would have been less racist. This was nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. Um, I can't believe I exposed Kenny to that. Yeah. Me and Kenny, man, we went to the park. I went to two parks this week and met two dads and, um, that made it official that I am for sure on the spectrum, man. Because I cannot talk to strangers. And if you talk to me, I promise you I'm not looking you in the eye. And that, you know, that's on my set. Dude, I am not looking you in the eye. Do I think you're going to turn me to stone? Absolutely not. I don't think that. It just makes me mad uncomfortable. Because I am obviously a speckhead. Which is fine, by the way. So stop hating. And that's actually kind of dope, actually, because 
being black, um, especially half black these days, is not diversity anymore. Like it's we, we've had our time in the in the sun, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that bullshit. So no one cares about if you're black anymore. And because all of the like because comedy is so woke now, and they just want diverse lineups. Being a black male is the same as being a straight white male, and I I don't get any gigs. But since I'm fully on the spectrum, maybe I can start getting gigs soon. So that's I mean that's pretty exciting, man. It's still I guess it's still technically undiagnosed, but the way the way I ignore eye contact, bro, it is I am. Specked out, bruh. Speck it up and speck it out. Bruh, I'm high spec. If I was a vehicle, bruh, I would cost tens of thousands of dollars of extra, bruh, because I'm fully specked. You understand me? Bruh, one more thing before we get into the movie reviews. It's my friend BMAC's birthday this week. Shout out to BMAC. And we went, we went out for lunch, bro. And it was at a pretty fancy place. You know, I don't like to give free shout-outs, but this place is getting a shout-out. Penfolds, McGill Estate, okay? Adelaide, Foothills. This winery is lit, is known for is known for being like some of the most lit wine. And I don't mean like it gets you super lit. It probably does, but it's supposed to be really good. Now I'm not a wine guy. All wine sounds well, sounds and tastes the same to me. So I had some wine on this day, and yeah, it tasted exactly like wine. So um, that's a good start for them. But, dude, it's it's fancy when you're sitting up just in the restaurant around people, right? It's mad fancy, and it's like a situation that you kind of think like, damn, like you better be breaded up for this. And then... You go to your friend's birthday and he's got contacts where you can go underground into the into the wine cellar and sit at a table by yourselves like a Coke party, except there was no Coke. And so it is just like, it's fine dining. It's, like, I mean, fine dining. This food was off the Richter, bro, straight off the meat rack. This shit was something special, dude. I had the best gnocchi I've ever had in my life, that's potato pasta, and it melted in my mouth. Absolutely no hormones, but if so, so be it. You you feel me? Yeah, I'm eating this melting, this melting gnocchi. We've got pork buns. We've got uh, chicken wings. uh, We've got kingfish tartare, tuna tartare, man, sourdough bread and butter. That was flames. There was, uh, what did I, my, oh yeah, yeah, gnocchi. Oh, oh, creme brulee. Bruh, this shit was something else. Something else. Okay? And just the environment we were in, I'm not doing it justice the way I'm explaining it. It was nine of us under the restaurant. Okay? Underneath the winery, like we were in a bunker. Okay? It was literally, like, I may as well have been at Auschwitz in a good way. <laughs> in the, you know, in the good way. <laughs> you know, th- think of Auschwitz, right? Now, minus the bad bits, and then that was us. 
okay? We're down in a tunnel that, you know, seemed like it could have been airtight if it wanted to be and seemed like it could have got very hot and um, gassy. It felt like people, if someone wanted gas to be in there, there could have been, okay? And instead of there being gas, there was just mad good food and mad good vibes. So, yeah, basically, like I said, the good parts of Auschwitz. So that was that was special, man. That was really special. That was, no lie, that was the best dining experience I've ever had. Quote me on that. And just, just went while you're quoting me on that, it's the best dining experience. It wasn't necessarily the best food I've ever had. Now, was it absolute fire? Yeah. And was it the best gnocchi I've ever had? Yeah. The best food I've ever had is still, bruh, I mean, Chin Chin's something else. Chin Chin's nuts. And Chin Chin's so good, it's almost like the fast food of fucking fine dining, bro. It's like a chain restaurant. But it's so good, man. This was like, this was next level quality food um, in the best setting I've ever been in. I've never been in a situation like this in my life and I might not be again. So I'm super thankful to BMAC um, for, um, you know, having a birthday uh, and having it there. Let's do it. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinger costumes. This segment is Plays Reviews. All right, I've got, I've got three for you and I'm going to keep them quick today, I think. The first one, you guys know that I love... Luther, the TV show, BBC TV series, but they they made a movie, all right, and it's called Luther, the Fallen Son. There was just a few things about this film that I just didn't get jiggy with. Okay, so it's Luther is Idris Elba, by the way, if you're not if you're not familiar, and he's a detective that doesn't do things by the book. So he he gets he he's got a propensity for violence and and all types of wrongdoing right and that's that's kind of addressed pretty early in the film and and there's reprimanding that that goes on and shit like that sorry a bit lit i'm actually a bit lit like right now if i'm gonna be honest with you i uh i we had a family we had a family like lunch today big family like too much uh 20 people and i've just been drinking all day bro Oh, and um, yeah, so I'm yawning and shit now, so, excuse me, but yeah, so they address his, they address his like history at the beginning, basically his serial killer is terrorizing London by kidnapping people, it's almost like Saw, right, so he's kidnapping people and putting them in this situation where it's a red room, if you don't know what a red room is, basically it's a, a murder room that's hooked up to cameras and people can watch what happens online and vote for like what happens to this person, you know, skin them alive or drown them or um, just pull them, pull them apart with, with chains, you know, you know, chains around their wrists and ankles and, um, you know, decapitate them, you know, violent things and you get to vote for it. And he's basically set up a red room and, 
you know, Luther, Luther has the, he knows, he just, he's got a, a sixth sense of like, he can look someone in the eyes and know whether they're good or bad, right? And he can, he knows how to f- figure these, these guys out. And the way he figured it out, dude, and this might be a spoiler alert, or maybe it's not, but he asked his wife. Oh, how'd you solve the crime? Oh, I just asked his wife. Oh, and she told, yeah, yeah, she was mad at him, so she, yeah, she told me. Oh, what? <laughs> and then there was like this big to-do, okay? For some reason, the the all the action right at the end happened at daytime and then it just automatically was nighttime. Um... There was there was some frozen ice that people were underneath, um, and then when they got pulled out of the ice, they went in the ice, daytime got pulled out. It's nighttime, um, and they're dry. They're dry, but they're cold. You know, it was not. It was so, ah, man. The inconsistencies were nuts. The story sucked. I like a story with a serial killer who I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out. As the movie goes, I'm trying to figure out who the serial killer is. This one introduced the serial killer within five minutes. It's like, so I know exactly who it is. And you're trying to you're trying to tell me that we're we're trying to catch him, right? We're trying to find clues and catch him, but I already know who it is. So I don't give a fuck about clues. Right? It sucks, man. Don't tell me who the killer is introduce them to me as someone who cares or, or whatever. Right? And then later in the movie, you're like, oh my God, he's there right the whole time. He's been there all along. That's fun. But to just know who it is at the start doesn't make sense. And it didn't, he wanted Luther, he wanted Luther to be a part of the, uh, to be the guy that chases him. But they didn't explain why. They didn't explain why Luther. It just wasn't great, man. I love Idris Elba and I love Luther, the TV series, but this, I think I can only give it a five, man. I'm sorry for the shitty review. I'm so lit. The next one I watched was Black Adam. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and he's a superhero. It's his superhero movie and his outfit is kind of dope until it gets to the neckline and the neckline is like low cut. Um, It's like, it would have been heaps sexy if the rock had proper cleavage, not not like muscle cleavage, but like titty tit meat. That would have been sexy as. But this low cut man shirt, uh, super gay. Someone in the movie's name was Isis, which was heaps to wrap my head around. This movie was made in 2022, and they're calling one of the main characters Isis, which is just like obscene, bruh. The Rock, he, I, I mean, he, he did a pretty good job as this superhero. But the whole movie was about superheroes fighting Black Adam. Like, other superheroes from potentially the Justice League or whatever. I don't, I don't really know the background of these guys, but the whole movie was that. And then at the very end, it's like, let's be friends and we'll fight together. And then they do that and then it's over. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? That was gay. 
Um, there's a there's a whole skateboarding scene in it because it's it's I think it's aimed at kids and they wanted it to be cool, and it's like the most uncool dudes in the world are, wor- are working at this film studio. They're like, oh, what what'll make the kids like it? And they're like, dude, kids love skateboards. Do skateboarding, and maybe they're right, but fuck, they're the biggest losers ever, man. Shout out to um, New Line Cinema, but yeah, nah, nah this one I, I've got nothing to. Nothing to really get into here, bro, other than, like, shout-out to skinny actors, bro, because a skinny actor lost a job on this one because The Rock Rock went, got this job, and basically what happened was they kept going back in time, like, thousands of years to, like, what he used to look like, and he was skinny, and they CGI'd his head onto other people. And that was that was nuts seeing the Rock's big HGH head on like a skinny body. Like this dude has done so much drugs that his head changed shape. And now you're gonna put it on a normal man's body? That's psycho shit. Like this dude has pumped his head full of steroids, bro. It's like it's like his muscles his muscles have literally expanded so far that they can't expand anymore and so they're just they're, the muscles are rejecting the steroids and sending the steroids to his dome bro and now his head's expanding and I don't know if that's making him smarter or what but if it was making if he was so fucking smart he would have rejected the costume that they gave him because that shit was trash bro and the movie I mean another one that's I can only give it a five. I can only give this a five out of ten. And the last one on Amazon on Prime Video, Father Stew. Father Stew starring Mark Wahlberg. Mark, 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 Mark Wahlberg. And this one, he's like a he's like a you know, he's a boxer and he's he's cheeky dude. He's sort of outside the law, catches a couple of DUIs, and then he wants to become a freaking priest. And he does, and he—it's the film. This film is more about direction and finding finding who you are and what you want to be and what your calling is. Uh, had it not been about religion, I think I would have uh, appreciated it more. You guys, you guys know my opinion on religion and all that, cults and all that kind of shit. Um, but he. Yeah, he he wanted to be a boxer. Then he wanted to be an actor, and then he then he saw a hot chick, and he wanted her. And then she was religious. And then he went to church, and then he figured out that he wanted to be a priest. And um, it's an unrighteous path to a righteous position, I suppose. You're trying to bang a chick, and you're trying to bang her through church and then you discover you want to be a priest and then you're never allowed to bang again and that's more like karma than anything that's crazy so you actually can't ever fuck again bro and that's that's on you that's your decision to spread god's word and god's love the thing i liked about the movie is basically he gets a he gets a a death sentence essentially he gets a i forget the name of the disease Two people uh, in my life have had similar diseases, not the one he had, but motor neurons uh, is one, MND, motor neurons disorder, and muscular dystrophy. Basically, 
the muscular, the degenerative muscular disorders where you just waste away from the inside out um, over a long period of time. And he got one of these. Died by the time he was fifty. Uh, he he. Uh, they said he was like one of the youngest cases to ever get it. When you're when you're in a position of spirituality and believing in the soul and all of that, your the vessel, the body, doesn't matter. Essentially, the day we're born, we start to die. The day we're conceived, I guess. And if you believe in destiny or fate or whatever, I guess that means that you there is a time when your time is up and that it, and there's nothing that you can do about it. And whether that time is a miscarriage or a stillbirth or an abortion. So I guess the time from the time that you're conceived, you're essentially the clock starts ticking down to the time that you die. Which leads me to a point of like, why do we why do we place people's ashes on the mantelpiece or why do we bury people and take up real estate, take up space with cemeteries when the, a, a person's body dies but their soul lives on, right? Their memory lives on. No one can ever, ever take that away from anyone. You're, you are immortal when it comes to memory, right? But only for so long only as far as generations pass you on. So I guess that's why fame is so valuable because if you mean enough to enough people, people are going to see your movies, people are going to listen to your music, people are going to hear your jokes, people are going to look at your paintings, people are going to visit your gravesite. So I guess that matters. But does it? If people can see your movies and remember you, do the, does the grave side need to exist? Do we need the physical space to be taken up when you're no longer here? I don't think so. I don't think I'm an overly spiritual person, but I I I do kind of believe in the fact that like your legacy, your memory will live on regardless of what happens to your body. I don't think we need to say goodbye to a body when we have memories, when we we have all that. I don't think the goodbye to the body truly matters. I think for closure, you know, you don't want someone to go missing, you know. But, you know, if someone just dies of old age, I don't think we need to keep the motherfucker on the mantelpiece. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, that, that sort of, I, th- I thought that was what was, what I took away the most from Father Stu was, he was getting busy dying, bro. You're not getting li- busy living, then get busy dying or whatever they say. And that's what he was doing. And he was trying to spread, you know, whatever he believed in, something that I think is BS, but that's just me. And it was inspiring. It was inspirational. I thought that he, um, he went through what he went through and kept faith. And I guess some people need faith to keep going. Pe- people, a lot of people are scared of what happens after death. A lot of people, uh, they need they need to know that they're going to a peaceful place if they follow, you know, a bunch of these rules and, and uh, you know, specifically they've got to make sure that they hate queers and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, another one that didn't, you know, didn't really get me going heaps. 
Uh, I'll probably give this one a 6.5, honestly. So nothing huge this week. Nothing crazy. Uh, we'll be we'll be here with Oppenheimer next week with the board, man. Um, and you know what it is, man. I, oh, those are old emails. Yeah. Um, please tell a friend and tell a friend about the Welcome to the Body podcast. I'm sorry about this week. I'm so lit right now. Uh, I don't have board, man. And I watched shit movies. So um, maybe this episode sucked. Maybe it didn't. Um, but... Regardless of that, I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung.